This is Chris Keys for Premier Guitar. I'm hanging out at the Brooklyn Bowl with Goose. First joining me is Peter. Peter, how are you doing? Great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are in your little station. You're kind of squared off here. We got yeah, uh, this is my world. Yeah. Yes, welcome. <laughs> yeah. It's the Temple of Tone, so let's dive right into it. Uh, I talked off camera that I normally associate you and Rick with PRSs, but yeah. this is not this one is of not. those. Yeah, I, uh, I played a PRS Hollow Body 2 for as long as I can remember. That was my main guitar until this year. Uh, I picked up a Sur, um, it's a Mateus Asato model. All right. You know, Strat style yep. guitar. It's great. Yeah. And you were telling us also off camera that it's kind of best of both worlds because you still have the humbucker where you need it because totally. you played what hollow body twos. Yeah, hollow body twos. Which, which two are humbuckers. Two humbuckers, and they're super fat, uh, deep tone. This you could still go to the humbucker and kind of like. Gotta get your ripping tones there, but you also have like your two and four position for like. I don't know, funkier stuff, twangier stuff. And I'm it's sure all there. with the PRS, yeah. which I, I, we will see later in the rig rundown once Rick comes out, because that one is still is on stage, right? The yeah. old PRS yeah. is now Rick's backup. And now it's Rick's backup guitar, yeah. Is it officially his or are you loaning it to him? I am loaning it to him, yes, officially. <laughs> Never uh, out of eyesight. Yeah, Never out of eyesight. It's, I can still see it. And uh, yeah, I still love to play it, you know? Just, it's, this is working better for the band. And did you experiment or did you always know that you were going to go HSS setup? I did experiment. I actually tried like uh, just a regular Fender Strat with the all single coils. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just a little too thin for when I needed, I needed to play like leads. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll try the HSS style. Um, I had heard about SIRS just browsing the internet yeah and I was like that looks cool and at first I was like oh man this is a lot heavier than my uh, hollow body 2 was and I was like I don't know this is this is kind of weird but got I got used to it now I'm totally in love um, and it's changed everything it's just Life in the fast lane man yeah absolutely <laughs> now has uh, strings changed at all when you switch the two guitars or still what same you're... the okay. Dario I use NYXLs um, tens 11s just tens okay. yeah straight tens and I use Dario picks too. They're great. And any specific gauge, heavy light? Uh, the 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 picks are just a one millimeter. Okay. So it's I think it's like they're heavy denser. or something. Yeah. And what tunes do you guys live in? Um, Tunings, I should say. Yeah, tuning pretty much just always standard tuning. Okay. Yeah, I I with Goose I would never really drop D. Yeah. Um, but you know other bands I have for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw up the horns. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I know that you have a second guitar over here. Yeah. I'll just briefly show it, but you were saying off camera that it's kind of a backup. Doesn't yeah. really see much time. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, I played it at a few gigs. It's just a Fender Strat. Uh, I think it's like the 60s reissue model. Okay. Um, and it's, it's really a great guitar, like no doubt about it. It's awesome. But yeah, I can't really get, I just can't get the fat tones that I need occasionally. But I do really like the way, like the four position sounds on that guitar. It's just kind of unrivaled. Yeah. So, you know, they kind of both have their their good points. Um, but you know, this one is just like the the workhorse. It's easy for me to like 
keep on one guitar for the whole show. Yeah. Because I have to worry about all of this as well. So just kind of stick with this guy. Now, you guys have a record coming out, which, you know, on top of already conquering the world as you guys are. Thank with, you. You know, trajectory <laughs> that's shooting off to space. Yeah. Uh, either one of these guitars on the new record that's coming out this year? Very much. Um, well, that's actually a great question. I did not have this guitar when we recorded the record, okay. so no. Uh, I recorded a lot with um, Jeff, our percussion player. Is, uh, he he like, built a telly. Oh. It's, uh, it's a thin line telly, and I played that a bunch on the record. Rick actually plays like a, just a regular Fender Strat that I have on the record, which is also a thin line Strat, the Eric Johnson Strat. Oh, okay. So we've got a couple other weird guitars on that record, cool. but not this one. I didn't have it. Well, I know that you guys yeah. have a profound use of live and live bootlegs, so I'm sure yeah. people have heard this guitar if they haven't seen you guys live they, in person they definitely, yet. They definitely have, yeah. Well, let's move on to Amp, which we can't see, but uh, yeah. what, are we, what are we hearing behind you? Yes, that is a Fender Deluxe Reverb 64 Custom. Okay. Um, it is my favorite Deluxe Reverb that is on the market I've ever played. I have like a vintage Silverface model that this thing just blows out of the water. Um, it is just so full and clean and reliable. And that is just like what you need on the road day in and day out. Like the reliability, I just can't, can't stress that enough. Like just in a road case all the time, so many gigs, play like a hundred gigs a year. Yeah. It's like this thing has never had an issue. So I've had it for two years, I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. Um, I actually have another one as well, just in case. But uh, yeah, it has been so solid and smooth. Is there anything that you've done to it, speaker swap or anything? It's Nothing. Stock. stock, it sounded incredible. And yeah. you run some of these through that too, right? Because it has two, in, two yes. inputs. Yes, I actually run my clavinet through that as well, okay. and the guitar. Uh, I just use the both, like the bright and then like the normal. It just doesn't matter, they what both sound the, good. I would say, what does the guitar, uh, what does the guitar go into? The guitar goes through the normal channel. Okay. Um, but I haven't noticed much of a difference. You know, I can tweak the tone knobs to get the right tone anyway. So, yeah, it's all working. And so let's dive right into pedals, which are down yeah. at your feet. You got a lot of them, but uh, yeah. we're going to focus on the one pedal board that's specific to guitar. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, starts off with a tuner. Got to stay in tune. Uh, it's a TC Electronics Poly Tuner. Um, I like the mini one because it just allows me to have a bunch more effects. Yeah, real estate. Yeah, real estate issues. Um, goes into a Crybaby Wah, um, which is like, I guess it's the Crybaby Classic. Okay. Um, pretty standard, you know. You know, regular Wah. Now, how are you using that in... Uh, opposite of the Mugufuger, which obviously has the envelope filter. Totally. Uh, is that just something you want to use when you want to actually, I guess, control the expression of the vowel sound? Yeah, very much so. I, I think like it works really well. Like we go into a lot of like deep jams, um, improvisation, and it works really well when we're kind of like in a darker space and I can kind of like ride like a kind of like. these kind of like slow lifts of the filter that kind of create these Tense. if like yeah if Rick is like building to like a peak and a solo if I'm back like while he's doing more tension stuff back on the wall and then kind of like lean forward it just it creates like this epic lift yeah so like that's I use that a lot mostly in jams and less less for funky kind of gotcha. normal wah stuff okay so that's a good question um, uh, moving on then yeah that goes into a Keeley compressor which I recently got um, I had been like interested in compressors 
and kind of searching and hadn't really found one that I liked until I tried this. I turned it on, everything at 12 o'clock, switched it over to the single coil setting and I was like, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And it's for. still there, all dials it's, to noon. <laughs> it's, still, it's still there, all dials to noon. It does, it does the kind of the compressor thing, you know, but lightly, you know. How often would you say it's on like, percentage-wise through the set? I keep it on like probably 90% of the time. Okay. Unless I'm trying to get really expressive and quiet, then I'll turn it off. Um, yeah, because there's a little bit of a, I noticed a little bit of a boost. It's a little bit of a boost and it also like, it, it'll like, you know, it qualms like my sometimes my really heavy playing versus my, you know, like compressors do, mm. and then like lifts up the quieter stuff, which is so great for like any kind of like, you know, the rhythm stuff. That kind of thing, it's just, it, it feel like sits so well in the mix when yeah. you have the compressor on, like you kind of get those, these sound so good. <laughs> like just a little, like the little picks, like, oh, I love it. Um, and yeah, that goes into a, a mood pedal, Chase Bliss. Yeah, now how are you using that? Because that's a very interesting pedal. Yeah, this has so much function, but we have a new song out uh, called Drip Fields, and I pretty much exclusively use it for that song. Okay. Or like any kind of weird things, because it's got this wild, like, I, I programmed this, this one patch like a long time ago, and I don't even realize how I got there. So I just, I'm hoping like it doesn't someday just reset spontaneously. Yeah. Um, and it kind of sounds like this, you know. So it's like reversing, obviously, but also throwing it up an octave uh, or two, I think maybe. And then it kind of like speeds up and slows down occasionally, like. Yeah, I Joel's a wizard. Joel up there. Uh, oh, he uh, is so great. Yeah. I, I love, I have three Chase Bliss pedals on this board. Um, I think they just sound really amazing. Like the, the quality and like they, they do something really useful. Like they all do something very useful to me. Like whereas as some pedals, like it's hard to find like boutique pedals. It's hard to find like a really like useful thing about some pedals, mm. you know, like they do weird stuff and I'm like, how do I integrate this? Yeah, how do this I is weird, it? but it's also super, it like integrates very well. So I, I love that pedal and I'm, I'm actually like looking forward to diving in more Yeah. because now I'm like, it wasn't on my board until like this recent tour because okay. we weren't playing the song yet, but now it's here. I'm like, okay, now I kind of want to explore a little bit um, and see what's happening. Um, so that one's incredible. And that goes into the Mogerfoger, which is the oldest pedal I have. I don't even know if they and make Vegas. this. And Vegas. <laughs> I know, I kind of like, it took a second to be like, okay, do I really want to sacrifice all this real estate? But you know, it just That's sounds the pedal, fantastic. That's the and it does this awesome thing um, where like, if you turn up the resonance, it'll kind of like self oscillate. Well, it actually just becomes like a sine wave. Yeah. 
notes you're playing. I just think that is like one of the coolest things ever yeah. on, on a pedal. I'm like obsessed with that. And I love whipping it out like when we get weird and people are like, where is that sound coming from? You would never expect it, you know? Yeah. It's such a cool, I mean, it's basically a Moog in a pedal a little bit, you yeah. know? Love it. Yeah, that one's so fun. Um, from there, goes to Drive Town, which is like... Drive Town, I yeah. like that. <laughs> or actually, no, it goes to the Small Stone Phaser first, okay. which is my favorite phaser because it's so simple. Uh, it just sounds great. It's got this really cool feature where you switch up the color knob to the top. I don't know if you can see this with the camera, but... Um, it's kind of like creates this really ramped phase, uh, which is like. I love that. Yeah. It's really, that's another great, great one for like jams. If we're like building tension, kind of like kick that on right as we like about to like, you know, go back to like whatever the, the main riff or the one or whatever it is like. Where we're about to like resolve, you kick that on, it does the big ramp thing, and, yeah. then it's, and then I click it off right as we hit, you know, and it's, that's always like a big moment. I love that and effect. Another uh, artist that I really like that, uh, you know, extends his music is Billy, Billy Strings. Yeah. He does that same type of effect with no the phaser. Way. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to talk to him about yeah, that. Yeah, in our rig rundown with Perry Hostin, he, he kind of showed how he uses that right before the tidal wave rolls over. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to watch that. The, the phaser is uh, a tool of the jams. It's so, it's so <laughs> like, oh, I love it. Um, and I rarely, I found out about that one specific pedal from Kevin Parker, Tame Impala. Yeah. Because he uses it um, on, a, on like a bunch of songs, like on the early records, in that crazy like ramp phase setting. I was like, how am I ever going to integrate this? And I found it works great for like those moments and jams. I'm yeah. like, sick. I love it. <laughs> My favorite pedal, you know? So now we're going to Drive Town. Now we're going to Drive Town. I've got the Analog Man King of Tone, um, which I pretty much keep uh, the left channel on almost all the time. Okay. I just adds a really nice color to my tone, um, a little bit of like subtle drive in like, you know, you know, with the compressor. Like this is pretty much my normal tone like all the time. It's still clean, but there's a little bit of breakup. You know, and I like it like that. You know, yeah. I think it's more interesting and it like speaks to me more. Yeah. Um, I then sometimes kick on the red channel which is a little bit of a darker drive, I'd say, than the TS-9. Oh, man. With the compressor on, this will just go, like, forever, you know? It's just like, oh, man, sustain is fantastic. So now do you use the TS-9 versus the, the right channel of the, the King of Tone for soloing? Is there one yeah. that you use more than the other? This is definitely the solo okay. um, box, you know? And yeah, again, like, that's awesome. You just let that go all day long. I love it. Um, and yeah, that, you just kick it on and it like, it like, it lends itself to like holding notes longer and like soloing expressively. Like, yeah. it kind of like ignites something in me that like makes me want to, I don't know, get more creative in soloing world, I that's guess. What gear should do that's yeah. the point at least yeah i've had this one also for a very long time it's an it's a i mean it's the ibanez ts9 with the analog man silver mod okay. um 
It's it's great. So analog man, they they the you know they got my drive zone. Yeah, for sure. Um, the back to Chase Bliss. Back to Chase Bliss. Yeah, the tonal recall, which is just like a straight up um, analog delay. It just gets nice and dark like pretty quickly. You know, it's great for like just like kind of like almost like a background ambient kind of vibe. I throw it on with the, the drive a lot. Just like a subtle delay to throw on, you know, for lead licks and stuff. And it's easy because it's just right there at the click of a button. Yeah. Because that leads me into like the Strymon timeline. How do you use that versus the, the recall being so, another delay? Yeah, exactly. The timeline is more of like, a, I'm going to go in and like kind of like, you have to menu dive a little bit. You know, you have two like ready like recall presets. Like, yeah, like, like, a, like a regular delay like this. I've kind of got my dotted eighth note delay. That I use for like that's actually integrated into a bunch of goose songs um, where that's you know I use like that's specifically for lead lines. Yeah. Um, and then in this one I have like like this like swell delay. This is the whole reason I use this pedal. That's I, a post rock I, sound right there. That, that yeah. Like, yeah, that swell. I have not found that on any other delay pedal. So that is, I, that's the whole reason I have that pedal specifically, because I can do everything else I do on this pedal with other delays, and I have before. But that is just, I've never seen anything like that. I use that like, there's the reverse functionality on this too. It's a little more standard than the mood is. Um, but you know, since this one, you kind of have to like, you know, do a couple more taps to get what you need or whatever. That's why I like having the tonal recall just okay. in case, so, you know, you need a quick delay. You go right to that. All right. Um, leading into the Strymon Flint. Um, I love this pedal as well. I've had this one for a long time. Um, I think everything about like every pedal I've had for a long time, they all do something very specific that I found to be like, you know, a characteristic of like something I, I really love in music. And this mm. one is just, it's got this really great feature on like the reverb section. Like if you turn it to 80s mode and you turn up the decay all the way, you have like infinite reverb. And like, it literally will keep going. It won't stop until I turn off the pedal. That's cool. And I was like, oh man, like I used to play in like a three piece like trio band and you kind of like set that bed with your guitar and then you can just do anything on top. It yeah. just creates like this great layer of space. So I use that a lot. I keep it on 80s mode 100% of the time, <laughs> you know? 80s kid. 80s baby. Um, <laughs> other side has like such great functionality as well. Like um, you kind of got this vibey. Like if you put it on the 63 harm mode, intensity all the way up, speed all the way down. It kind of does like this, like a vibe pedal almost yeah. would, you know? It's great, like just creating texture. Like with two guitars, you kind of always need to be like differentiating tone just a little bit. Yeah. And like if it's more of like a ballad song, you know, like this is just, that is just perfect. And that helps too with you having the sewer and the, yeah. the, the, the single coils too different than, than Rick. Absolutely, and I pretty much like with the Sur, like I pretty much am always playing in like the two or four positions 
I and then sometimes throw it into the humbucker like when it's like you know time to really shred but yeah. like you know it's mostly two or four because it just sounds so much different than what's going on over there and I just love the tone of like a two and four mm -hmm. position um, big fan um, and then this also has like this cool like tremolo thing where it like goes like really fast like in a square wave oh, yeah. just that's that's just great to have you know like Shit, when stuff Variety. gets, yeah, when things get crazy, it's like you throw that on and kind of like makes it even crazier. <laughs> I, I love like having all these different sounds. Um, and uh, yeah, Strymon Flint, incredible pedal. Um, and that leads into the Dark World by yep. Chase Bliss, um, which I use as like a shimmer reverb. Okay. Um, and just throws up that nice like extra high octave on your note. Oh, so pretty. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an incredible pedal. Uh, shout out to Chase Bliss. Thank you guys for doing what you're doing. <laughs> like, you're making... Yeah, that just takes you to the Zen Den, that yeah. those sounds. Yeah. Real chill. So chill, and it's just, I don't know. I'm feeling very inspired currently by all the pedals. Well, so, that's awesome. Yeah, shout out to everybody who makes any one of these pedals that are on this board right now because you're killing it. Like, it's great. <laughs> Peter, thank you so much for your time. We're gonna yeah. move on to Rick's setup and keep awesome. this train moving. Yeah, thank you all so much for having me. All right, we're uh, center stage now with Rick. Rick, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Real good, thank you for taking the time to show us your kind of your uh, setup here. Thank you guys for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, let's dive right into it. Uh, right like I was telling Peter, I know that for a while there, you guys were both flying with PRS. Yep. He's kind of broke broke from the flock yep. in a way. Yep. Uh, you're still there. Yep, yeah, I uh, I don't know, I kind of go way back with, with these guys. When I was a kid, my dad brought me to this uh, place called the House of Guitars in Rochester, New York and uh tried them all out and the prs was i was i was probably like 12 or 13 at the time and prs was the one that 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 stuck out to me so i've kind of always i had i've had a few uh but this is uh this has been my favorite so far now uh, through your variations of the prs's that you had were they uh solid body because this one's yeah, uh, semi-hollow yeah the previous ones i had were solid uh this is the first hollow body i get and i got and uh it's actually kind of a kind of a funny situation. I bought it as kind of a placeholder for this tour because a uh, guitar I had gotten, long story, got ran over by a car. Ooh. Yeah, so it- Did you know the person that did it? I, I, I was the person that did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an accident. Rick, come on. Yeah, no, it's long, yeah, long story, <laughs> long night. But uh, um, basically, you know, it was meant to be, I think I ordered this one uh, and had it shipped out to North Carolina on this tour and uh, kind of was intending to return it and just, you know, get something else, but uh, just never did. And it's been, you know, that was probably 2011 or 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, been playing it ever since. And now you guys are notorious for having long sets. So yeah. so the, the weight relief that this provides probably is a welcome thing too. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Was that yeah. a reason why you went for it on it, the order? It wasn't, no. I mean, it's, you know, uh, it something about these, the, these guitars have always just felt great you know it just it just feels like a, like a, you know I don't know there's there's kind of like the the suspension of disbelief thing where like you want to be inspired by whatever you're playing yeah. you know, musically or you know doing or whatever so you know these these guitars kind of put me in that zone 
That's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. You can't put that on a price tag, you know what right. I mean, when it comes to gear. Right. Got another one here, but this one technically is not yours, right? No, that's Peter's. That's that's <laughs> that's if I you know break too many strings in one set. Yeah. Usually I try to just change them real quick, but you know now thing, things go wrong. Like sometimes pots go out and yeah. stuff like that. So it's uh, it's good to have a backup now that he's uh, he's got he's doing the strat thing. Now, uh, are you running Diodarios like he is? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And what uh, gauges? Uh, I think I'm playing 10s now. I was playing 11s for a really long time, um, and then I, I kind of pivoted to the 10s just to, just to you know, whack it around a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always known, just like with you with the PRS, typically is uh, Mesa Boogie. I've yeah. For the amp. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of similar story. Um, I I got the the 525 back in 2009 or 10 or something, and uh, was playing that forever and tried a bunch of different things and I don't know. There's just like kind of this like yeah, for lack of a better term, natural compression thing that that thing did that was just like perfect for, or I really liked for this type of music and mm -hmm. this type of approach. Um, and I, I just couldn't really find anything else that was doing that exactly and tried a few number of things more recently as well. And um, Jeff over there has been telling me for years to just get the bigger one because, you know, we started playing bigger rooms and stuff like yeah. that. Needed more, needed more, but didn't want to, you know, change change that vibe. So yeah, just got the bigger boy, and uh, I think it's I think it's working out pretty good. So as you guys progress, because now this year you got Red Rocks coming up, you got bigger yeah. shows, amphitheaters. Do you think at some point you'll go like a triple rec half stack? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where you always I, go combo I, I, uh, and just mic it. Maybe you know I, I gotta try I gotta try I gotta get out there. It's you know there's a lot of <laughs> lot of lot of fish in the sea with the amps out there, but. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's working good for now, but we'll see. Maybe we'll probably do some something cool at some point. Well, right on. We got three pedal boards here, but uh, as we said off camera, this one here, the first one that I'm standing closest to, is yep. more dedicated to vocals, right? Yeah, that's just vocal stuff. Okay. Guitar is running through it because um, it picks up, um, you know, harmony. If I'm like modulating through keys and stuff like that, songs are changing keys and stuff. It's good for picking up where where things are changing. But yeah, that's uh, it's all all vocal stuff and. Um, and then we got your two kind of main pedal boards with the diddle off to the side. So walk us right. through uh, what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. nothing and how you're using it. Nothing too crazy. Um, got the you know tuner into the wah and um, the whammy. It's pretty all self-explanatory. I didn't use I don't use the wah too much, but it's nice to have. I, I can put it there recently. Actually, it's, you know, it's, it's fun every once in a while. Um, this this love pedal is kind of like the the main. It's kind of the heart of my of the of the. The stuff that I use here. Can we hear the heartbeat? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just—it's just. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward uh, overdrive. So I mean that's um, that's really your only drive. Uh, I I use oh, this the this yeah the deco the the tape saturation on the deco is kind of like the second tier. Sometimes that you know it's obviously a very different character. Um, sometimes I rock just the, the the saturation on that. But when I really want to need to like jump like pierce through if things are getting real crazy and real yeah. hot, then that that's like the big push right there. And I see, because I'm not familiar with this specific love pedal, I see a little like switch. Do you know what that toggles uh, or what that does to the sound? I, it, it's like different, different... Um, Maybe clipping stages or something? No, no, it's, it's like different like voicing. It's like oh. different, different filtering. I don't know much, I don't know anything beyond that. 
Uh, I was I was riding it in the middle for many years, and now I'm riding it to the right. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little, uh, it's a little like a little more gain, a little, more, little, little bit dirtier on the right side. But you know, I was just kind of I was I, was, I tried out a bunch of different drive pedals um, early on. You know, back in the same time, I was kind of getting the amp and the guitar and all that, and um, you know, I was just trying to find the the right thing that felt like uh, organic. Yeah. For again, lack of a better term. Um, and yeah, that you know, it's all just a feeling thing. That was that was the one that has felt felt the best since then. And of course, if you're going to be in a jam band or you know anything that uh, has that type of vibe or feel, mm -hmm. you got to have some type of filter, envelope filter, so you got the yeah, on. yeah, yeah. I I've always loved that effect. I don't I don't use it that often these days, but um, <laughs> I remember distinctly the first time I like got a pedal that did that and just. Like I was like a kid and being like, yeah, this is, this is, this is pretty cool. Um, it's fun. It's cool. But yeah, you know, that that stereotype is, is definitely there. Um, and you have it set up where I, I don't know the controls, but I see the one is dimed and the other one's really turned down. Is, can we hear maybe see how, yeah. what that setting? Yeah. You know, it, I kind of have this philosophy where, um, <laughs> you know, like, when, when, yeah, when, when things, like all the knobs, there's a lot of knobs going on here, right? Yeah. And like when we travel, all the knobs get moved. So, you know, I kind of like to, I, I, I like the idea of, of how it's always different, you know, all the micro, like movements of all the knobs. Um, you know, I, as opposed to like the a philosophy of like this is where I where I have it at all yeah, times. Yeah. I'm kind of like, if turn it on and if it works, it's like if it sounds good then cool. But if it doesn't sound good, then I'll move it. So this isn't Rick's signature this setting. This is not the signature setting. This is like where <laughs> this is where we're at today. And like, yeah, I don't. I like that. Okay. I, I, I don't want you know. I, I don't <laughs> well, dude, it's funny because we'll come to these rig rundowns and sometimes people will have their dials knobs. Like Microly, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. You know, kind of. Yeah, I guess I'm a hippie in that in that regard. But um, uh, yeah, I, with the envelope filter, I, I I always like when there's a lot of uh, you know, I I don't even know the right terminology, but like um, it's not peaking yeah. super hard. You know, there's it's not sharp. It's not sharp. Yeah, there's a lot of the lot of the like you know Puff kind and of fluff. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I like it for the most part. Sometimes it's nice to get like dirtier with it, but yeah, I kind of like that that texture. And the last two on this board, you got the yeah, carbon got, copy and the Strymon. Yep, this OB1 here is a optical compressor that okay. um, it's it's really subtle. Um, the optical the, the 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 concept of the optical compressor was really fascinating to me. Um, In what way? Just just that it uses light to yeah. that it compresses with light. You know, that's like it's pretty cool that it, it, you know, just it's it's unique in the way it responds to, to, um, you know, pressure. In that it's you know it's activating a light and the thing is literally you know compressing via this light shining. So if you find that like astonishing, you should check out this company called Game Changer Audio. Oh yeah. Because yeah. they use they use a light for reverb pedal and then they also have like some type oh, wow. of voltage thing for uh, distortion. Yeah, game they're changer? worth checking out. Yeah, Game Changer Audio. Perry, do you know where they're from? They're... I want to say like Lithuania? Yeah, they're rad dudes. Cool. Like, I think, yeah, Lithuania, I think. Sweet. But they're rad dudes and their pedals are all based on like these weird, like, yeah. The cool. reverb and their distortion are both uh, like head scratchers. But Interesting. It's, 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 and then because of that, they produce really wild sounds that yeah. you don't hear in a typical overdrive or reverb. Yeah. So yeah, 
if you're into the optical idea, I think you should check out them. Cool. Yeah, yeah. we'll do. That, yeah. sound, that sounds really cool. Always looking for new toys. But uh, yeah, you got the carbon copy. Yeah, this this has a, a boost on it too, which I use a clean boost, which okay. I use pretty often. Um, you know, nice uh, like kind of a nice two in one right there. I don't think they're making those anymore, which is kind of a bummer because I I thought it was I think this thing's great. I have it on pretty much all the time. Um, yeah, and then the carbon copy. I had uh, I had the smaller version for many years and loved what I love what that thing does tonally. Um, it's you know it, like it gives a real uh, you know, a push in the in like the highs and high mids, that uh, you know it like cuts through the mix um, pretty pretty significantly. I find, but sometimes it's like too much. So I I I don't know anyone who listens to our stuff or playing and you know, I I use a lot of delay. Like I I, I don't know. I pretty want to hear those notes. I pretty much again, always have delay. It's just kind of like this little like fluffy cloud to yeah. to sit on all the time. But. Um, yeah, different different textures or different different tones. This one is cool for like that that um, you know that that spike through the mix, so to speak. Um, I also love what the mod the mod does on that thing. There's like some really really cool texture on that. Um, and there's a timeline, maybe more uh, elaborate delays and kind of. Yeah, timeline is like I honest, you know, there's that thing's a whole world. That's a deep deep rabbit hole, and uh, I. Couple with then that and the night sky. I'm both of those. I'm kind of scratching the surface. Uh, always intend to, to go deeper into yeah. the computer there, but uh, I tend to do good with like caveman style, like knobs <laughs> and stuff. Like you know, the, the computer no, seem pretty precise by everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the deco is really great. Um, the doubler is is really cool. You know, when we like improvising as much as we do. Um, it's any anything to like shift your mindset in the middle of a jam. Like we, we play for you know we just play a lot. We you know jams you know going for 20 minutes often. Yeah. Um, so anything to like break when you when you kind of like run into walls, which happens all the time. Anything to like shift your perspective or try to like you know shift your mindset um, is is good. So sometimes sometimes a you know a little effect or a, a shift in tone can do that. Uh, not always, but sometimes, you know, like the doubler, is, it's, it's a cool, that thing can, can get pretty weird. Yeah, can we hear that? And then also I know that you use it sometimes to saturate your tone too. Can we hear that yeah. real quick? Yeah, totally. So, you know, similar philosophy. It's kind of like the uh, dealer's, dealer's choice of the, of the travel <laughs> knobs. So that's like really extreme. But, you know, you can get it tighter as well, which is cool. So like, you know, clean. And uh, I, I, I dig that kind of thing. I mean, like the doubling sound, it, nothing can like, you know, really duplicate actually doubling something. Uh, like in, in recording, I'm a huge fan of, of doubling stuff, yeah. you know, doubling vocals and doubling guitar lines and everything like that just like things getting thick and like kind of like um almost ambiguous in a way because there's yeah. so much going on yeah yeah i, I i've uh, really taken to that kind of sound so yeah the double doublers is definitely cool and then yeah the saturation yep so like that's and that's a knob change that's, a, that's <laughs> we want to change that for sure sometimes it comes in real hot So 
like you know it's subtle but it's something yeah it's something and you, you know it can it can get the, you can actually get like a ton of volume from it the, so that, I mean it's got uh, saturation um, and but also volume so if I really need to go crazy and like you know send a rocket through the mix uh, that's that's the way to do it but like you know my typical you know setup will be the the love pedal and if I need to get you know kind of wild but that's that's where I max out you know got it but that thing like you know I can take that thing to the to the fence if I need to you know which is cool you got the El Capistan El Capistan yep I think I think the the chorus is next in the okay. chain. Um, you know, nothing nothing special going on there. Same idea as the doubler, kind of do, does a similar thing. I often put both of them on at the same time to get just like extra. Really yeah. confusing. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's you know, well here's you know, here's just the chorus. So yeah, that's that's kind of a uh, cool texture. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, a combo I dig a lot is like um, putting on the low octave with the whammy, um, with uh, with this guy and maybe some drive. Yeah, kind of like. Get into, get into that world sometimes. Definitely filling out your sound there. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes you just want to get weird. Um, yeah, and then the El Capistan. I, I, this has kind of become like my main delay. Probably I, using that most often. Um, you know, back to it's like cave, caveman style. I mean, there's, it actually does a lot, um, but it's it's you know there's nothing there's no computer wizardry going on. It's just like you know what you see is what what you get, which mm -hmm. is nice, especially when, you know. You're, playing shows and stuff um, but yeah great tone great I mean everything Strymon makes is like it just sounds so good yeah there's the yeah just the attention to detail and, and the quality of, of everything the they put out what they can cover yeah yeah exactly and you know I, they they really I, of all the pedal companies it seems to me I mean there's probably a lot of stuff I don't know about but it seems to me that they do their most the most homework in terms of like the lineage of where these sounds are coming from and yeah. you know the original sources of these sounds and like really studying them and the best ways to package them into these little you know boxes and rec replicate them in the 2022 sense exactly yeah exactly yeah Incredible. I think about what year it was for a second <laughs> yeah exactly. I know I feel you um, yeah timeline is you know just like a whole it's like a vortex um, but kind of the main, I, there's a couple of cool textural things going on here that I like to use. We get into a lot of, we get into a lot of like textural spaces, you know, throughout, throughout these improvisations. Sometimes you want to like, bring the groove out and just, you know, get strange for a second and That'll think do it. Th yeah, exactly. Things like that can take you different places and then uh, uh, similar similarly, this is a cool like pad kind of thing.
Yeah. Um, cool, you know, cool pads and stuff there, as well as any delay you could possibly fathom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, you know, I, I have like a number of things, pro, uh, you know, presets programmed there, but like, again, could probably spend a whole week screwing around with that thing. Yeah. It's a college course to use one of these pedals. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. You need like a tech degree. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the the night sky. This this is a big like same deal. Um, kind of like a new new uh, new style. It's a, it's a newer pedal, I, I think. I don't. Yeah, they put it's it out last. Latest release. Yeah. Um, I, you know, this is like I'm even more embarrassed of how little of this thing I've really gotten into relative to the timeline. Um, using it for as a uh, a you know big reverb right now but yeah reverb world for sure and then how are you using the flint um you know that's kind of the vibrato reverb yeah yeah the var you know last night i was really <laughs> messing around with like trying to trying to scare the kids with the vibrato um it's just like kind of like dude doing some of this nonsense. Uh. Yeah, some of that stuff. But sometimes I just put it on as like, a, you know, the typical or like the uh, more conventional vibrato, um, you know, texture for playing like a song that is a little bit more, um, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I, I hit it on to you know more like um, vibey tune or you know songwriting zone yeah. kind of kind of space. But I, I never really like knew what was up with the vibrato. It's, some, it's never really a, a thing that I messed with much. Um, but you know, it's it's a great it's a great great sound. Yeah, I think with the although they're both considered modulation, the chorus. To me, is more of a not an uplifting, but almost like a brighter sound. Yeah. Whereas the vibrato can be tuned to like almost dark, yeah. menacing sound, even though it's you might not be a heavier menacing band. Right. Like right. The vibrato to me is, is that kind of wrinkle to the modulation family. Yeah. The That's how I've always took looked at it. Yeah. The, the like chorus, I can't help like when I when chorus, I think of Mike Stern. Yeah. It's like it just, whenever I hear chorus, I think of Mike Stern shredding. It's, it's pretty much like, uh, you know, what that is to me. But like the vibrato, I, I kind of, it, it puts me in more of like a, uh, a natural, like singer songwriter kind yeah. of space, which is, is cool. It's a, you know, that's a, it's a cool, cool thing for us to, you know, put on or, you know, try to emulate every once in a while. Now, you have enough going on between the pedals, the changes, the jams, the singing. How are you using the ditto? Are you actually making loops or is this like kind of like filler? stuff that you have pre-programmed it's mostly it. textural okay um so you're not actually making live loops on stage I, there's there's one thing i've been doing recently where i I'm building and building like a, a big wow um kind of a loop thing um that's it's kind of been a, like this experimental thing we've been doing recently on a, on a song that we put out uh back in january um but it's uh it's been fun i i you know i, I got that thing for that purpose uh because we had I had this, a concept of like building Building a loop over this uh, this rhythmic figure um, at the you know after that song's form is complete, um, but uh, ended up 
I'm, I'm just like screwing around with that thing constantly during during jams right now. Yeah. It's yeah, it's you know like what, like what I was mentioning before, like finding things to um, sort of like take you out of your head while you're improvising because yeah. like, you know when you, the more you're in your head, the more you're kind of gonna run up in, into walls when improvising. I think um, and just get stuck in like the, the same little like box and like licks that you gravitate towards and. The whole idea with improvising is to break out of that, you yeah. know, is to break, is to go places that you play, you know, come up with ideas that you never have never had before or like, you know, don't normally gravitate towards. It's the intent behind it. Um, and, you know, the percentage of the amount of, of time that that actually happens is small, but it's worth it. You yeah. know, that's kind of the, uh, the ethos or the, the you know, philo the it's the philosophy yeah. of the whole thing, really. But, um, you know, point being, uh, you know the loops and like some like reverse like I, I love the reverse stuff and like just setting some kind of texture um, in 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 the middle you know while we're getting started on some some you know trajectory uh, it's it's like the most effective thing that I've found so far to just like take me out of that that zone and just start playing openly oh, you yeah. know um, so yeah this thing's really fun what's really cool about this pedal um, that I found one it's like you know very very well qualifies uh, in the caveman qualities of, of like it's just there's like four knobs and four four buttons you know it's not like it's not too much to handle while you're just like in the zone um, but uh, the effects are, it's really unique I think there's two different loops you, you can set it so each loop is a, its own loop which is which is pretty cool and they can kind of like you know, one one can be a 10-second loop, the other one could be a two-minute loop, and they're like kind of like you know, changing how they're interacting with each other over time. Um, but the effects, the way the ways you can you can stack the effects on here is really interesting. I don't really even like know how they came up with the programming for that. But you know, there's like some smart dude somewhere. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it's it's like so simple, but also you know, I don't know, it's very cool. The um, but you know the reverse is kind of kind of the, one of the main go-tos, but they have half time, double time, and then there's some other there's like you know you can there's an, a, a thing where you, you can it can just play once um, or the tape stop which you know could be kind of cheesy. There's a fade out which could be cool, and then there's the hold. So I'm mostly playing with the reverse half, the double, and the hold, um, and like the way the ways you can stack those effects is just really interesting. Um, I'll try to demonstrate. Just <laughs> kind of never know what you're going to get, but. Um. So du double is already activated here yeah. for some reason. So, so like, uh, uh, I turn double off go like uh, activate reverse right and then and then I'll go to half Yeah, so 
that thing's fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's an adventure in a box. Exactly. Exactly. And you, it, it, it's very unassuming. Like you look at it and it's kind of like, okay, it probably just does some, some, some loop stuff, but you know, it does, but it's, it's, you know, goes a lot of cool places, um, that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. You got to kind of let it lead and you're on long for the ride. Yeah. 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 It's very, very easy to let that thing, uh, you know, take you places. It's cool. Well, Rick, I really appreciate you yeah. taking the time. You know, you guys are taking over the world. <laughs> One sell out at a time. So we that, appreciate yeah, to appreciate make it. some time for us to talk gear and uh, have a rig rundown yeah, with you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for taking the time. All right, Great everyone, stay safe out there. Keep rocking.